Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we interview marathon swimmers to get perspective on how to endure, adapt, and overcome the challenges we face swimming and in life. Please enjoy this episode. You guys ready to get to know Janine better? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Some okay. of you already do. <laughs> <laughs> start with uh, just telling us a little bit about yourself, Janine. Um, I guess I'll start with how, um, so I'm retired. I live down in South Carolina. I quit my job so I could swim more. Um, I live on the beach right now, eight months of the year. And the other four months, I sort of stay and swim and travel a bit (laughs) during the summer. Sweet. Um, Yeah. It's weird. I didn't really plan this life, but it kind of has unraveled pretty nicely. Wonderful. (laughs) Tell us how you started swimming. Uh, I have an unusual story there. I am not an age grouper. If anybody's ever seen me swim, it's not really very pretty. Um, But I had gone to a spa with a friend of mine and I was talking to one of the counselors and she said, I was like, eh, I'm pretty uninspired. Like I go to the gym, but I, you know, I kind of go through the motions. And she asked me, she said, what did you like to do as a kid? And I said, you couldn't drag me out of water. Like I would be sunburned from like my shoulders up and the rest of me would be pure white because I was always in the water. And that was 20, 2009. And in 2000, I think, I had signed up to swim a one mile in the Hudson River and then found out that I had to qualify for it. They weren't just going to let me jump in. And I didn't go. And so at that moment, I said, all right, we figured out a plan. I'm like, how I'm going to train up. I lived in Manhattan at the time. And I just, I had a pool in my building and I just swam back and forth and I qualified. I jumped in and I was like, oh, this is, this is my thing. I finally found what I want to do. Um, I came out of there. I was like, oh, I love this. And the other thing that really sort of cemented it for me was I had never seen that many happy people in New York City before. (laughs) Truly, like I can distinctly remember looking around and seeing these people and before the swim, everybody's like, hey, and it, this is probably early in the season too. So people were like, hey, how are you? What are you doing this year? Like you could, the vibe was just amazing. And I was like, not only do I like doing this thing, swimming in the water, but I'm like, I want to get to know these people because they look like my people. And so that's how I started swimming. <laughs> A friendly group, isn't it? It is. It's an amazingly friendly group. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. Um, and you said what year was that? Like two, two? So I did my first swim in 2010, and I was still smoking a, a newbie back a day. <laughs> so that is so cool. And when did you do your first marathon swim? Out of curiosity. Um, it's uh, I guess a, it's kind of a lie because I was going to say the second year, 2011, I did Little Red Lighthouse, but. That's kind of a cheat. It's a, it's a 10K on a really fast current. So my first real marathon was 2014. 
Um, I swam Ederly, which is 17 miles from the tip of Manhattan to the tip of New Jersey, um, which is a really cool, it, it's, you know, you're in the river, you're in the harbor, you're in the ocean. It's kind of a little bit of everything. It's fun. Um, please, that's how you swim back up. What's your favorite place to swim? That's a hard question. Um, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't narrow it down to one. Um, uh, I'm always going to love jumping in the Hudson River. I, it is beautiful and amazing, and it'll break your heart and it'll make you happy all in the same day. Um, I love swimming in the BVI. I did some swim vacations there, and it's just watching all the fishies. It's gorgeous. What does uh, that stand for? Oh, I'm sorry, the British Virgin Islands. Okay. <laughs> Elaine Halley <laughs> was with me there. Uh, that's when we met. Yeah, that's where we met. Um, and I recently got a new infatuation. I swam in Tahoe for the first time last summer and climbing the list really fast. And I'm <laughs> supposed to go swim, it again, uh, swim there again this summer. So Tahoe was like, it reminds me of swimming in the Caribbean, the clarity, and but... There's no fish, there's no bottom, it's, and it's just it. a beautiful night, so. Yeah, cool. Um, those three. <laughs> uh, why do you swim marathons? <laughs> Somebody asked me this question after I had like four drinks one day at an event. And somebody was interviewing me and they're like, why do you swim marathons? I'm like, because I can. <laughs> and I, and I'm always like, my question. I go back to that moment and I was like, I'm so amazed. I don't mean this arrogantly, but like, I've never done anything athletic in my life. I was, I was a stoner kid, like, and I got good grades and I worked hard. So this whole thing is, is still so new to me. Um, and so I kept pushing to see where my happy place, where it stopped being happy. And um, I haven't hit that yet. And I was supposed to do the length of Tahoe this summer, which is not gonna happen. I can't, I, I can't make that big a jump um, without training. But you know, nine hours so far is still pretty happy. So I don't know where my end is. Got to find it, right? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like what Sarah was saying in that um, thing that she, that interview she did yesterday. It was like, um, she kept saying, oh, well, I did this and I wasn't tired. Maybe I'll try this. And she kept going on in a more distance. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think I'll be getting there. <laughs> I also have the TikTok part. I'm, I'm 50, I'll be 59 this year. So what? And I, I yeah. expect that I will do long stuff for maybe five more years, but there's a point where I don't think that I'm going to want to swim for 10 hours anymore. Don't uh, decide that today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be 70 this year in November, and I still want to do swim the suck. Um, and I don't know if I, it'll happened this year without the training that I wanted to do but I <laughs> next year if I get don't get to do it this year I want to do it some point soon 
you and I keep thinking it, I'm not getting any younger. True. And and you know, I, I don't know how many of you know her. There's a woman in New York who swims called Capri. She's sort yep. of um yeah. I, I, I feel like you know everybody knows Capri. Everybody no, knows who her. doesn't know her. Um how what? I just said, who doesn't know her? You've got to be living under a rock if you don't. Um, and I never thought I could swim around Manhattan. And so, because it used to just be a fast kid to swim. And the guy who used to run Manhattan said to her one day, I think you can do it. I've got a tide. And Capri's a little bit slower than me. And she makes it around Manhattan. And I was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> And Capri's, I don't know, a couple years older than me. So it's also watching other people to see, you know, where is this? When does it, when does it stop being happy? Just keep going, right? <laughs> or one out of money. One always, <laughs> like for me, it's not always like it's some points during a long swim. I'm like, oh my God, why am I doing this? And other times I'm like, oh, cool dolphins. Yeah. Exactly. How about um, Janine? Uh, what? How do you describe the feeling of completing a marathon swim? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm. I am always happy. I, I am, and I, and I tend to do more events than solos. Actually, Tahoe last summer was my first like sort of solo thing. So to me, it's the social part too. Um, as for those of you who know Morty, or knew Morty, um, he once said to me, he's like, you're a social swimmer in a solo sport. And he was very right about that. Um, but I love, you know, I'm like, oh, yay, everybody's done, because everybody's already done. <laughs> I'm like, you have the cocktail for me. And um, I'm usually a very happy person at the end, too. Um, I don't go too negative. Everybody goes negative at some point in your head. And I usually say to myself, this is your happy place. You just spent, you know, six months of your life training for this. Like, enjoy the moment. And I'm usually pretty good about pulling it back in. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, always, I'm happy to finish. I'm a little sad, too. Uh -huh. um, unless, although um, I do find that I always have something else planned. So I know it won't be the last one. Yeah. Excellent. What, um, how about what's your favorite event of, that you've done? <laughs> That's hard. That's another really hard question. I'm going to answer, I'm going to come, I got it narrowed down to two. One of them I agree with Mark Spratt. It is Little Red Lighthouse, or it's a 10K on a fast current in, in the Hudson. And the reason why is because a, it's my forever swim. I kind of feel like I can do that swim for a really long time, for many years to come. Um, I can also do it for a long time. Um, I love that it's the place where the big kids, like people who like to go long show up for it, and people who don't necessarily do super long stuff also show up. So it kind of brings everybody there. Um, it also traditionally ends at a bar. <laughs> which is also fun. 
fun. Um, so that's so, and it's my sentimental, like to me, the Hudson's my home water. Um, so that would be one. And the other is I like multi-days, multi-day events. Um, they're sort of fun. And I think- Like I, the eight bridges? You know, I, I, I'm not gonna give it to eight bridges. I'm actually gonna, if you ask me my favorite multi-day event so far, I haven't been to SCAR, I was supposed to go this year. So maybe SCAR will make the list, but um, I'm giving it to Kingdom Week. I love Kingdom Week. I love I'm with you. of it. I love the, you know, we're walking through the woods and carrying kayaks and swimming around some little pond with trampolines in the middle of it. And then other days it's like, oh, it's meant for Magog and it's going to slap this knot right out of you because there's a wind and it's coming from all directions. So I, I, and the vibe of it is, you know, I'm also lucky. I usually stay with some swimmers for that event too. So everybody gets up in the morning and once again, the social aspect <laughs> and is all everybody's swimming, so it's fun. Yeah. And Janine, don't forget the, the the fresh corn and the fact that when they talk about chips, they don't mean the ones that go around your ankle. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, right back. And there's one there's one day that I completely always sort of blow off and I swim from dock to dock and I <laughs> climb up on the docks and I jump off and don't care. Um, I don't know. It's a Snow White has has created a special little thing in that weird little corner of America, and it's uh, <laughs> it's fun. And you go for you know ice cream afterwards. Yeah, beanies actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. beanies. Like, right. <laughs> it's like swim camp instead of doing it like a real event. <laughs> um, how about getting? Uh, um, What's the swim that you're most proud of, Janine? Stage one. <laughs> I, um, I hold the longest record for three out of the four stages I've completed so far. Um, but stage one was, so stage one, for those of you who don't know, is it's, you swim bridge to bridge down the Hudson. And some of the stages are, you know, not easy, but not ridiculous. And other ones are more towards ridiculous. But stage one, I stopped for a feed about an hour and a half or so before I finished. And I heard on the radio David Barra say, oh, I'm coming back to pull me. Uh, me and I think Mary Stella was still back, <laughs> still out there. I'm coming back to pull Janine and Mary. And my kayaker is this girl, um, uh, Lizzie Tabor. And, and you know, like, Great kayak, a really calm and patient and always smiling at you, even though it's got to be mind-numbingly boring to watch. Um, and she got all bristly. She's like, they're not pulling you. You're making progress. And I was like, okay. And I'm just going to go back to swimming because there's nothing else you can do, right? And I swam against that current. <laughs> that was ridiculous. And the heartbreaking part is you have to get to the back side of the bridge. I've asked for this to be changed, but apparently we're not gonna change that. And at the end, the current is just ridiculously hard and it's coming around the stanchions and I'm up against the um, bank of the river. And it's like, it's so hard. And 
<laughs> you can't stop to feed. You can't stop to look up. You can't stop to see the, where the bridge is. You, you just have to. And I finished by, I, 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 I bet you the last 50 yards took me 20 minutes. I like, it was super hard, but I made it. And um, so that's my, that's the one that tells me that you have a lot more than you think you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's <laughs> How do you get through those hard situations? <laughs> I can't. That's really what I do. I, I, I'm cursing the whole way. It's not out loud. That is my mantra. I, I'd like to say there's other mantras that I use during the swim, but when you're up against the current and it's only getting harder, it's a, I think swimming any stage of eight bridges is super hard. I think because it is, you need speed, you need endurance, you need to be mentally tough. Um, and I'd say, you know, if you're doing multiple days or the whole thing, you got to be able to recover and get up and do it again in a way that you swim in a lake, like, you know, until you went out of daylight, you got time. Like, you lose to the river when you swim bridges. And I think that that's, for somebody who's slow, I love that because it's not a race director or an arbitrary time or it's me versus the river. Do I get there? Do I, have I trained hard enough? Am I, you know, am I up to this? Um, of those stages of the eight bridges, would you recommend if someone wanted to do that for the first time and just do one stage, which one would you recommend? I'd say stage six, it's the easiest. If you look on the frequently asked questions, which I've edited, they rank all the stages against other swims out there too. Um, stage, stage six is traditionally the easiest. That being said, the first year I jumped in to try it, I DNF'd and I think, which wasn't surprising, but I think the only person who finished that year was Andrew Malinak. And I made it 12 out of the 15 miles. I made it to the Harlem River and I was a happy girl. I was like, I just swam 12 miles. I have never swam 12 miles in my life. <laughs> I'm done, called for the pickup. And, uh, but traditionally stage six is kind. So, um, yeah, I've been thinking about that. It's a, a pretty expensive swim, but I'm thinking about it. Mm hmm Yeah. Are you a processor and outcome person, Janine? <laughs> Oh, that's, um, oof. I don't, you know, it's an interesting question. I love the training. I don't think you do this unless you love doing the training too, because you'd never make it through it. But when your heart's broken and you DNF something you thought you were going to do, you know, it kind of says, oh, maybe you really are an outcome person. Um, I, I don't know yet. I'm still, you know, I'm still pretty new at doing all this. Um, would I still jump in knowing that I wasn't gonna finish? The answer is yes. So in that aspect, I guess I'm a process person. Um, it's about the water, not the land. <laughs> it's about all the great metals I've been. 
<laughs> that sort of cracks me up. Um, that part of sometimes where people are like, I want the medal. And I'm always like, what do you do with all these medals? Like, I don't want the medal. You're yeah, sitting well, in not my house. You're what? They're sitting in a box and covered in dust at the moment someplace. <laughs> One of my <laughs> friends has them hanging on his shower. Head, and I thought that was the best place I've ever seen them. He's like, yeah, it inspires me in the morning when I'm like, and I was like, oh, okay. That could work. And it's not out in the public. With mine. Um, Maybe uh, Christmas tree ornaments. <gasps> What was that? I was just that. That. that was a good answer. Me, Christmas tree ornaments. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> You'll need a strong tree, though, Janine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Janine, um, what? How do you adapt to changing conditions? <laughs> I love changing conditions. I don't like. To me, the worst, the worst swim I ever had was. A 10 miler in Memphis Magog that stayed flat the whole day. <laughs> I was I was bored. Mm. I'd never had that experience before. So um, one of the swims that I think is super fun is Lido Key. For, for those of you who haven't done it, because part of it's usually calm, part of it's usually smacky, part of it's got you, you, you're like flying with the current. And I love the diversity of a swim. Um, in New York Harbor, there's a little island called Governor's Island. It's two miles swim around, but like, same thing. It's, it's got, I like a sampler. I, I wanna take a little, I wanna taste everything in a swim. I met you at Governor's Island. Who said that? Mark. Mark. <laughs> 2013. That was the day from hell. Uh -uh. I love that swim. I that's a swim that that's why it's one of the few swims under under five miles that I would do anymore because they're just too short to make it. But there's something about that swim, you know. I don't know. Morty was still struggling with the post Sandy problems that day. Right. Yeah. And it was 95 degrees. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 so everybody sits around in the grass afterwards and it's sort of nice and I don't know. There's a couple <clears> of those little swims that are still like, still fun. You know, if somebody put back on the one that went around Statue of Liberty, I'd go back and do that one again too. Yeah. I was surprised you didn't, didn't mention two bridges. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so for those of you who don't know it, there's a place in the Hudson that has two bridges that are uh, a mile apart or so. That one's a pedestrian bridge. And I call it the suck it up butter, buttercup swim because it's always the end of May. It's usually stupidly cold and the air is cold. And it's not bad if you're a fast swimmer. You get through that first loop and you're okay on the second loop. You're fighting the current a little bit. But... It's horrendous on <laughs> slow swimmers. The year I swam around Manhattan, six weeks earlier, I had DNF'd a five, this 5K. <laughs> oh. So it's like, and I love it because it's at the beginning of the season and it always reminds you, you're not all that. 
You may think you're all that. You just went six months training in the pool and you got your clock down and bah, 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 bah. you jump in and you're like, oh, you suck. <laughs> uh, also ends at a bar. <laughs> so I keep showing up. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> that's the worst part of a lockdown, quarantine, shelter in place, whatever it is for you. <laughs> Swimming alone. <laughs> It is. Um, I miss swimming with people. Um, I go out to this little lake and there may or may not be another swimmer there. Hello, little person. Um, and so, yeah, I miss, and I guess having all the events canceled, although I just found one down here in the beginning of June that hasn't canceled yet. So, yay. <laughs> may have to jump in. Um, what, um, it sounded like somebody was trying to say something. Did someone have a question for Janine? Nope. Okay. What motivates you to keep going, Janine? Hmm. Um, I said this, I, 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 it's, so I love to crew. It's the other thing. I, and for those of you who have never crewed, I don't think that's true for maybe anyone on this, but I love to crew. If I can't swim, I want to be on crew. And I was crewing somebody who was swimming the length of Lake George. I think I met you then. Huh? I think I met you then at Mossy Point. May oh, yes, I think I did. See? For Janet. Uh, no, I did no. not crew Janet. Oh, must have been another one. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe Lynn. And uh, the person said, the person was like two miles and they're like, oh, you know, uh, you're lying to me. And cause you can't see the end of that swim. It kind of comes around a corner. And she's like, I need some inspiration. And I said, cause you don't want to have to come back and do it again next year. Cause you didn't finish it this year. And she's like, oh, and off she went. And I was like, that's what keeps you going. Cause you're like, I don't want to come back and do this one again next year. I got this list of other ones I want to do. And so <laughs> that's what keeps some days, that's what keeps you going. I love that. Um, what advice would you give to an aspiring marathon swimmer? Crew. Crew, that's a good one, yeah. Uh, crew observed, I, I am telling you that I don't know that I would have, I probably would have found it, but um, I had the amazing good fortune of the first person I ever crewed was Ederly for um, Eileen Burke. And I, um, she since passed away, but she was this amazing spirit. And um, that year they swam from New Jersey to New York. And so, um, so you have all this time on the boat as you're going out. And she's like, oh, she's like, you're new. You don't ask me anything. And I'm like, really? Because I have like a really long. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I asked her all these questions. She was great. She jumps in. She starts swimming. Her husband is her crew. I'm her observer. And her husband says to me, watch this. Every time I stop her, she's going to be like, really? Already? <laughs> and every time he stopped her to feed her, she's like, really? Already? And the pure joy of, of, that she had for, for doing this uh, was amazing. I mean, I cried when she finished. Right? And I was like, so I, I think that I have learned more 
about it. I've learned how, you know, I've, I've observed people who DNF'd and, and how they took that with grace and, and, and still got joy out of it. Um, I've learned what to eat, what not to eat, who do you want on your boat, who you don't want on your boat. Like, I learned a lot about the- well, Who do you want and you not want on your boat? Who do you want and not want? <laughs> uh, who do you not want on your boat? Uh, you don't want anybody who's going to cause drama. So you need a, somebody who's much more of a team player versus I got to be right. Because you get one or two of those people and all of a sudden, as you're swimming each breath, you can see this happening. You don't want that. Uh, you want people you trust. Like I always say to people that who I'm crewing for, and I say to that uh, in the reverse is, my job is not to make sure that you can finish your swim today. My job is to make sure you can swim tomorrow. That's what my job is, as your observer or as your crew, whatever. My job is to make sure you're okay at the end of the day, because this is just a swim. So um, you want that person. Uh, I don't, I want people to look happy, but I don't want a lot of like, you can do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want a lot of rah-rah. Okay. <laughs> I need like calm and happy, but not cheerleading. Interesting. <laughs> um, and somebody I trust. I can't. I do. I, I say to somebody who's crewing or observing, I'm like, I, I, I trust you. And if you decide to call it for any reason, I will never be angry. You are doing this because you think it's the right thing to do, and I'm okay with that. I'm giving you this decision. And I think that. Um, so I do. I think cluing and observing is probably the best thing you can do when you're starting out. And I even still to this day, like, I still learn. I, you know, I was out in Hawaii this last year with Eric Shaw and Steve Cronwald. I, I learned a whole lot more about cluing that, uh, that I didn't know. You know, what does that mean in the middle of the ocean? What does that mean when you're trying to throw, you know, training to throw bottles in big waves? and not clunk your swimmer, you know? Like, it's always something new. Yeah, yeah, that's great so advice. So now when you um, first start to crew, you maybe have first start by assisting, watching, and so forth, and then actually move into a more leadership position. Yeah, observing actually is where I started before I started crewing, I observed. Um, and at least in New York, and I know on the West Coast they do it too, they put you through a training class. And it's a little less crazy to observe in New York because you're closer to hospitals being on the water than you would be in the middle of the city. Um, so it's a little less crazy um, than trying to say observe Catalina where you're out in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night. Um, so. There's plenty of opportunities to, to, and that was the other, <laughs> getting back to like coming out of my first swim and I was like, I want to meet these people. They're all so happy. I started after that, I volunteered everything. I did, I did swimmer check-in for, and I still will do it because I get to see everybody. And that was how I met a lot of different people, different swimmers. I think that's how I met you. Who was that? 
Yeah, it's Diane. I think I just like that's possible. In New York, at one at that um, one at that um, Ocean Swim, I, I can't remember which one it was. It was on in uh, Coney Island. Yeah, Coney Island. Um, we were lucky in New York when I first started swimming that there was multiple events that you could kind of climb it, climb the food chain. You know that you could work your way up through. Um, I think it's a little harder now. Don't be put off by that. No. <laughs> uh, so. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. This was great. All right. We'll see you. See you on Tuesday. We're talking with you all. <laughs> <laughs>Hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, Shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>